0: And we're back. Another episode of Start a Puzzle. Matt DeCourcy here with the yawning Matt Watson. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, come on. All right. One. One donation to charity early, man. Good for you. Come on. Cut me, Hi, some, Matt. Slack. Cut me some
2: slack. Hi, Matt. I just got back from the other side of the world yesterday.
0: I know. I know. I know you've been busy. I've never penalized you that early in the show either. That was like <laughs> literally within the first 15 oh
2: seconds. Oh, my God. Um, well, I've been venturing around the world.
0: I know, and and hopefully, um, hopefully that's that's been rewarding. And since you are going to use the word venture, we're going to talk about venture capital today. All right. I know this. You know, this is a hot subject, and so many people have have asked for more about this. So, we brought in one of Kansas City's uh, well-known venture capital firms and uh, founders today. We've got Thad Langford, the founding partner of Flyover Capital. Hi, Thad. How you doing? Was that an adequate intro? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and 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 I'm sorry that you have, you're probably wondering what's going on, but we have a yawn counter for <laughs> Watson. So, um, right. and it, you know, normally it's like 25 minutes in, but it's the lighting and lack of a window, but there you go. So Matt, you actually owe $1 million to charity.
1: Okay. That's cool. your, to- your total. Thank you.
0: So Thad, um, thanks for coming in.
1: Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here.
0: And uh, give a little background. Your uh, your, uh, your company or your firm, Flyover Capital, is uh, located here in Kansas City. Yep. And give us a little more basic information about you guys and what your your mission is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we were uh, we founded the the firm back in really back in 2014. Started investing in 2015, and it was really based on trying to fill a a, a big gap. And early stage capital for, you know, specifically for early stage technology companies in areas outside of the traditional tech hubs. Um, So I'm sure, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the listeners and yourselves have seen the, seen the stats that uh, roughly 80% of all venture capital dollars in the U.S. are placed in three states. Really? California, New York, Massachusetts. I would argue that Those three, it's actually in three cities for the most part. So Silicon Valley, if you consider San Fran down to San Jose, at least one area, New York City and Boston, and then 20% sprinkled elsewhere. So the rest of the US. And so, you know, huge, huge gap. Uh, We saw that as an opportunity. You know, we felt it as entrepreneurs as we were trying to raise capital for our own firms, uh, our own companies, and uh, wanted to try and help do something about it. And for those of you listening outside of Kansas City, where we're at,
0: the the term flyover is used a, quite a bit when it comes to our part of
1: the country, because people are usually just flying over it. I heard it a lot. Yeah. I heard it yeah. a lot. And it was really kind of the whole idea of trying to turn a negative into a positive. When I was out raising capital in Boston and Silicon Valley, a lot of the VCs said, hey, you know, I love what you're doing, love the team. But Ultimately, I'm not going to be flying into Kansas City on a quarterly basis to sit on board meetings. That's an area I usually fly over, yeah. and so uh, so kind of embraced it and said, you know what, we'll turn that negative into positive, and we'll hopefully make a difference.
2: So, do you want? Can you speak to um, some of the investments you've done or companies you've invested in? Or yeah,
1: absolutely. Kind of stuff? Yeah, so we've um, so we've invested across uh, in 16 companies across nine states okay. so far and uh and and we'll continue investing in in more so um so yeah so we've invested anywhere from uh we have a company in Madison Wisconsin uh we had a couple in Champaign Illinois two in Austin Texas several here in Kansas City uh Indianapolis we have one in Florida
2: um and i'm sure i'm missing some two in Lincoln Nebraska so you're you're hitting the whole region, not just Kansas City. So Absolutely. Sourcing sourcing good opportunities. That's right.
1: Yeah, and it's all based on that gap that I talked about, right? So that 20% of the venture capital dollars sprinkled everywhere other than those three states, we basically say we cover the elsewhere. So uh, so you know, again, kind of looking for um, looking for those companies that are really you know really making a difference and high growth companies, um, which is what venture capital really focuses on. Yeah, so and
0: that's actually what I want and you know for and we're gonna keep it, we're gonna start real basic and we don't have to stay on this too long, but let's define venture capital because I think anybody that's starting a business is looking for the resources they need, but you know you've got all these different types. You have angel investors and and institutional money, and not and just blah blah blah. they are grants and accelerators, and so how do you define venture capital?
1: Yeah, I think it's a pretty broad, uh, right. a pretty broad uh, term that people use, and it even gets lumped in sometimes into private equity. Sure, um, but venture capital specifically to me means it is the earliest stage capital going into a company, kind of typically beyond friends and family and and angels um so individual investors that will invest in companies kind of get them stood up pretty early on um this is really the next capital that comes into a company um and i think what really distinguishes venture capital from just kind of early stage what i would call early stage investing is the type of companies that you're investing in so venture capital you know you're looking at incredibly high returns which therefore, therefore, you're looking for really super high growth
2: companies. So this isn't. So let's talk about that some more. Yeah. What, so from your side of the seat, what kind of returns are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, you know, every investment that we look at, we
1: say, does this have the potential to give a 10x type return? So okay. 10 times our money. Okay. Um, Within what time frame? Well, that that would, could, can be a little subjective, but sure. usually most, most venture firms have a 10-year lifespan.
2: So if I'm out raising capital at a $20 million valuation, you're trying to figure out how this thing's going to be worth $200 million or Bingo. something. And yeah. Within 10 years? Yeah. At within, the latest. At
1: the latest. And, and it's also, you know, it complicate things slightly more. Like if you're taking a portfolio approach and investing in multiple companies and you want to try and, you know, try and drive that 10x return. I mean, you need to have some that maybe have a 20 x you know potential for 20 x or a thirty x or even greater, right? I mean some of the some of the big success stories you know have you know a thousand, two thousand x type returns um, because because you also know you're trying to what you're trying to balance out is when you're investing in these early stage companies. A large portion of them will will not exist. In, okay, that was the that next question years, I so. had
0: is you know, and I understand this would be different for every single investment entity, but you're obviously taking a big risk. If you're getting a thousand X return, that's probably because you were like dollar one, maybe in something that, that went really well. So across venture capital in general, I mean, like what's the expectation for failure?
1: Yeah, I think um, uh, you, you know you'll see different stats that are out there, right? I mean, you'll say you'll see some that say, "Hey, one in ten will succeed," right? Or, or one in ten have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to to really, you know, even drive a return. Um, that's pretty low. It's it's
0: it's and those are those low. are companies that actually garn that receive venture capital
1: dollars, not just companies in general, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and you know, I will say that. Um, there, that's why you take a portfolio approach to these things. Right. So I think the, you know, the, the rule of thumb roughly is, you know, if you take, you know, if you have all the companies, in your portfolio, a third won't exist, a third will return some and more, and then a third, uh, will return, you know, greater than three X type return. Um, and then hopefully a handful of those, or at least a couple of those will, will deliver a lot more of that. So. Yeah. And it's hard, different approaches, but
2: yeah, sure. And I imagine the, from both sides of the fence, right. I mean, like for my company, uh, it's probably pretty easy to look at and say, okay, there's pretty good chance we could get a two X or three X return. But if you guys like, Oh no, we have to have a 10 X return. And it's like, I can't raise money, yeah. but that comes, I can be really successful and get a three X return, but nobody wants a three X return.
0: But that comes down to the stage that you're at. And that's one of the things I think we should address as well is like, you know, define it, we, we literally had an episode called what is a startup? Cause they think Uber's a startup. Like, and we determined it was actually my wife threw this out there. She said, if your company name has become a verb, you are no longer a startup. <laughs> <laughs> so if you Uber somewhere, you're not a startup. And, you know, so like, you know, I think as far as the stages go, like how do you determine what a stage a company's in or what do you guys consider, you know, like you look Well, at- so you
2: have early VC money that is really high risk, right? So, and maybe that's the thing we should talk about is like, what are the minimum requirements of a company before you're going to invest in them? You know, they have to have a million dollars a year in revenue or $5 million a year in revenue and yeah. and those things. and. and From my perspective as a founder of a company, most of the emails I always get are people want like five million dollars a year in revenue. And I look at that and I think if I had five million (laughs) dollars, I wouldn't need you. I wouldn't need you. Yeah. But that's but that defines what most VC backed companies are, though. They're companies that are gonna go from five million to a hundred million. And if you're not going from five to a hundred, you shouldn't even be looking for VC money. Matt,
1: that is that is spot on. And I and I say that I I have this conversation a lot. And I say, are you you need to determine is venture capital the right type of funding to go get right you know and is you know your profile you have to be educated enough to really understand you know what the expectations are from a quote venture capital firm versus you know what maybe you can go get dollars from some other high net worth individuals some family offices some angel investors that are out there you know bank financing you know in some cases um, so there's lots of different financing opportunities. So really trying to figure out, you know, is this really a, you know, is it a fit to go get, you know, venture capital dollars? Cause it's, it's a different, you know, it's a different game. So what do you, what
0: do you think is a good fit? You know, and I think that's yeah. a, that's a, I mean, that's a really popular question and you know, some, all right. So some people, and, and, you know, we keep our ear to the ground and talk to a lot of people and do a lot of stuff. And some people are like, I'll never take that VC money. It's the devil. And, and, you know, like I reply, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't necessarily approach anything with that out outlook. Cause these are the people that are trying to help you light the fuse on the rocket. Yeah. Like that's, that's where that can really come into play. But, you know, like what is some of your, what is some of your insight as far as like you know when it's good for you and when it's not
1: yeah i i think i think ultimately it's it's the profile right and so you know going back to matt's question around you know what's the company look like and, sure. you know what do we look for it, it does depend and it is all relative of the stage of investing that you're in you know we call ourselves late seed early series a uh, which is pretty early on i mean that's right after kind of getting up and running um and so then the question is all right well what is that what is all that <laughs> what does all that mean because you can call whatever round of financing, whatever you want. Right. So it really comes down to what's the company look like and what are some of the key elements. And so for us, we look for companies that are, um, number one, based in the area in which we invest, right? right? So we'll invest yep. anywhere other than the Silicon Valley or the Northeast Corridor. If you're located in those areas, that's an immediate uh, disqualification for us. Um, but from a profile of company have to have a product built. So we're not investing in the ideas on the back of the napkin. That's for the earlier stage, kind of early seed, you know, angel investors to be able to do. Um, We say it has to be market validated, which is a little intentionally ambiguous, but basically meaning, you know, number one, do you have customers? I mean, is it already market validated? Are people out there paying for what you've built? If you don't have early revenue then for us, we have to have a really high confidence level that there is somebody, there's somebody willing to write a check for what you've built. Um, And then, you know, beyond that, it goes back to what we were talking about before, have to be going after a big market with a great team, with a killer product, right? So those are kind of the three elements, which again, are, you know, there's a
2: lot to unpack underneath each of those. And I don't remember what the stat was, but I I heard some stat one day that said like the percentage of companies, and this was across all types of companies in the United States, that do more than $5 million a year in revenue. hmm. And the number number was like a staggering, extremely low percentage. I mean, it's probably like a 10th of a percent or something. Yeah, I mean, because-
0: Because like one, I I think it's something like only 1% of companies will even do a million a
2: year in revenue. Yeah, it's a very, very, because every small business there is, I mean, and there's millions of them. Yeah, be it a plumber or whatever you know, whatever you are. Well, right? most, most they don't of them do are, very uh, much revenue.
0: I mean, well, most of them are small service businesses yeah. that do a couple hundred thousand a year. They have two or three employees or something right. like that. And, you know, they never really hit that million dollar. And obviously, those businesses aren't really aren't really in the wheelhouse of a institutional investor. Yeah. You know?
1: So, 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 so I think the key the key component differentiating kind of the venture investing or the venture profile it's growth rate. Mm. It's growth rate. Right. So this idea of rapid accelerated growth more than, all right, what's the dollar threat? You know, what's the revenue threshold where we would invest? I mean, there is, you know, again, there's some of that market validation that I was talking about that, you know, that we need to see. So what's the growth rate you're looking for? Yeah. So I, it, you know, that would you know, say that there's a that. range. <laughs> yeah, there's a range. All of it. But, but the earlier, the earlier, the higher, right. Because, you know, the lower, the base of revenue that right. you're growing from, then it's a lot easier to kind of right. boost the percentages. So, so the earlier on you are and the lower revenue revenue you have, you know, it's gotta be, you know, 10 to 20% per month, if not more, if it's earlier. Right. So, I mean, that's, you know, pretty rapid, right. pretty rapid
2: growth. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, in some of the, uh potential acquirers or investors I've talked to that are like, "Oh, we'd rather see you only grow 40% <coughs> a year or 60% a year but mm. not lose any money." Uh, and I think uh, again, that depends on the profile of
1: the investor. Yeah. And I do and I think that's the distinguishing factor yeah. difference between venture uh, investors yep. and, and others. Yeah. Like you
2: get to growth equity and they're like, uh, we don't really want you to lose any money, yeah, but we're go. really happy with you, you know, only growing 40, 60% a year, but doing it extremely efficiently. Well, yeah. And then you get further down the funding continuum is all about capital preservation,
1: right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just don't lose it. You know,
0: yeah. Lose any so I, now, and don't take this the wrong way, but sometimes talking to VCs is like it's hearing someone say two plus three equals fish. Yeah. You know, just for like some of the things that you've brought up, it's like, there's such a different approach, you know, some of them, you know, here, here's $5 million. We want you to get through this as fast as you can fail fast. Yeah. You know, and that's a weird approach it sometimes is. for some like, you know, and then you have others like we were just mentioning, you know, you talk about capital preservation and yeah. and whatever. So,
1: <laughs> well, I think, you, you know, one of the things, that, well,
0: what's the most yeah. common approach to that?
1: The Most common approach yeah.
0: to, it, 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 to, Hey, here. So, all right, here's a check for 5 million bucks what are you going to do with it? Is it like, Hey, we want you to like really try to make this huge fast. We want
1: you to try yeah. to preserve the capital. Like it is definitely not preserve the capital, but there is a, there's a limitation, right? It's sure. don't run, don't hit the, don't hit the wall, right? Don't run out, don't run out right. of money, but you know, how are you going to best? And that's what we really look for, you know, that we want to hear from the founders that we're speaking with is what's the plan. Sure. Like, well, you know, what are you going to,
2: what are the, you know, quote, use of funds? Usually that money is supposed to last 12 to 18 months, right?
1: Yeah. For each round. I mean, I'd say that's a rough rule of thumb, you know, to have at least enough runway because, you know, the rationale behind that is you have to have some time to be able to go make, get that market traction and, you know, make it work. It's a little bit of a game of chicken
2: too, because like you get the money and you have 12 to 18 months and you potentially got to raise another round. (laughs) If you're, if you're a VC backed company that plans to go that path and it's a game of chicken. Because then all of a sudden, if you have like a couple bad months or a bad quarter along that path, and then it's time to raise the next round, you're screwed. You're done. Yeah, it, it's that continuous growth, right? I mean, it's how
1: do you continue to put fuel perform. on the fire and you have to perform. So that's, you know, that, again, this goes back to the conversation that how people go, all right, do you really want to go raise venture capital? Are you really ready for this? Because it is a, it, you know, it's fast paced. And, and know, it's a full
0: time job actually raising capital
1: it is uh it definitely you need to you need to plan on uh a good amount of time to go raise capital and you know and and that's something that i think you know some of the things we think about is we try and make you know we try and compress our decision cycles down as much as possible but the reality is, and this is when I was raising capital too. I had this expectation that, oh, you know what, I'm going to go in. I'm going to have one meeting, and you know this this firm's going to come cut me a uh, you know one to five million dollars check four, four days later in one yeah. hour meeting. Yeah. You know, and that's just not that's not uh, rational, and <laughs> it's certainly not the way that it works. I know why I wanted it because I needed money right at that time. And I wanted a quick decision. And so, you know, but when you're asking somebody to cut those bigger checks, you know, it takes, uh, it's relationship, you know, it's building, you know, kind of cumulative commitment over time. you want to get really to know educating. who you're giving a $5 million uh, check to. Or whatever. Right? There's a long term. That, that's the other part about venture. It's a long-term relationship. I mean, I, when you're going in, you know, you want to, as much as we're doing diligence on companies that we want to invest in and the people, I mean, we are at the, when we're investing early stage, we are investing in the founders and the team. I, I say on the flip side, Hey, if you're out raising venture capital, make sure you're raising from, I mean, that you're being super thoughtful about who
2: you want to be sitting beside you for the next 10 years. Well, and I, I think that's a, a great point is it? it is a long, slow process and it's more of a relationship building process. And Uh, some of the people I've had the best success with were people I talked to. And then I talked to them again, two or three months later, two or three months later, two or three months later, and they can see our progress. They, you know, thought about us over time, heard good things about us, whatever, instead of it just being like one email and one call, right? Like it's an ongoing relationship. And I think that's probably the hardest part about this being in Kansas city though, right? Is if you're in the Valley uh, everybody knows somebody at a VC. It's easy to sit down and have those meetings. And there is like a hundred different VCs. Everybody knows somebody at one of them.
0: It's easy by, you'll to drive build, build by those. Fourteen
2: of them on the way to work. It's easy to build those relationships, cultivate those relationships, have a best friend who puts in a good word for you, all those sort of things, and build those relationships. Where you get to Kansas City, and there is what two or three VC firms. Yeah, it's probably it depends on how you how you define it. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe yeah. there is five handful it's a small number, right? And so at some point it is a numbers game. And, um, I think that's the biggest disadvantage we have. Yeah. Right. But at the
0: same time, do you have an advantage because the people on the coasts are not paying as much attention to some of these companies here? Cause I look at the Midwest and the flyover territory and I think affordable operating costs, first off, you know, like we were talking to someone out in out in San Jose or whatever. And the guy had a two bedroom apartment and it was like five grand a month. And, you know, like they worked in like a closet pretty much. And like, you can burn through some money and also like the competition for talent. And, and, you know, while, while there's a talent shortage everywhere, but I, I just feel like sometimes the road less traveled is the one, like there's riches in the niches. Well, or, what
2: I always say is in Kansas city, you can easily be <laughs> the coolest place to work at right. and Silicon Valley. You will never be. It's right. always it's an arms Google, race. Facebook, yeah. Uber, Apple. When whatever.
0: do those people work? By the way, like, hey, we got our fourth bowling alley, our tennis court, and our and
1: our badminton court is now live. Yeah, I uh, you know I think the pros and cons right on both sides of the, uh, both sides of the coin. So you're out in the valley. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of venture capital dollars flowing out there. But by the same token. There are a lot of companies out there. A lot so, of amazing I mean, talent. So so right. you're competing not only for the capital dollars, you're competing for the talent that's yeah. out there. Like you said, you know, incredibly high cost of living out right. there. So the burn out there is pretty hot.
0: That would freak um, me out a little bit. So, I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it would. And then also you look at like the people you're gonna hire. And you know, Ryan Weber was talking at that CEO retreat that we you and I were talking at, and you know, it just literally says, you know, Google doesn't have a cap on what they're gonna pay people anymore. I mean, wow, like if I'm an early stage company, how do I compete with that?
2: Well, and one of the biggest disadvantages we have in Kansas City is the talent. Like, so I'm talking to a friend of mine who's doing an acquisition and I, I'm telling telling them, I'm like, you need to go find somebody who has strong experience and operations of a SaaS company to help scale this thing. Where is that person in Kansas City? There's not a lot of them. So I, I think I think yours is, it, yours is a good point. You go to it Silicon is, Valley, there's a lot of companies out there. It that, is.
1: It is. I say the quality of entrepreneurs and founders and uh, you know, labor force here at the top level is equal to anywhere in the world it's the quantity underneath, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's the, so it gets to scaling, right? How do you really scale that? How do we have, how do we get more people drawn in? You know, look, I mean, I, you know, our whole purpose, you know, statement, I have my own individual kind of purpose statement, as well as our firms is how do we create the next generation of technology success stories in the region. I think the more success stories we create, the more momentum we create, the more wealth we create, the more interest we create, you know, the more just kind of you know, energy that, 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 that comes out of that, uh, that's really what kicks off the entire cycle and draws more people
2: in. Well, and a great example of that in Kansas city was my story was Vin solutions. Um, now there's like five other automotive software companies in Kansas city and they're only here because Vin solutions was here before. Yeah, that's great. So people come here for the talent and whatever, and they poach that talent from Vin or whatever. Which there, is really
0: cool. There's another side of that coin too, though. Like you look at like some of the companies that are here, like for example, Garmin mm-hmm. or Cerner mm-hmm. kind of create a vacuum yeah. for some of the smaller companies too, because yeah, they, other medical up, they software. Suck up, they suck up a lot of the of the the local talent as well. And you we we keep talking about scale. Well, Matt and I own a company together, full scale, that helps companies find resources in our offices in the Philippines when they can't. And, you know, I mean, we've grown to almost 200 employees in a year. And that's because, and by the way, we should maybe call it, like make our motto, like serving the flyover states proudly. Yeah. Cause that's really part of the issue. You talk about that depth of talent. It's not that there isn't that surface level and, you know, it's a little bit under the, uh, under the surface, but it's just not deep. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's something that, you know, we've run into a lot. We talk to a lot of people they are like, cause now here comes your, your check and they're like, oh wow, I gotta build a team now. And they have they're they're you know, projecting needing ten people to build something and they can find three of them.
1: Yeah. And I, then one I, of them quits and you know, blah, blah, blah. So I, I think one of the, you know, one of the things that we look for and we kind of, you know, is a linchpin for our investment thesis is how do we find companies that are re- really leveraging the natural assets of the area, right? So whether that's domain expertise, yeah, whether that's university talent pool whether that's the corporate base that's here, you know, that can be customers for the for the products and services that that our companies are building. You know, that is really the key because what we want to do, we don't want to find we don't want to find companies just cuz they're based outside of Silicon Valley or the Northeast corridor. We want to find those companies that actually have a natural advantage over any other company in the world based on where they're located. So if you take a look at the, you know, the areas outside of Silicon Valley and the Northeast Corridor, you know, there's a tremendous amount of the GDP. So I think 75% of GDP is actually created outside of those three States. Wow. So hmm. it's a pretty massive. So, you know, as part of that, there's a lot of domain expertise, you know, uh, you look in the center of the country, insurance, agriculture, Uh, even cyber, right? I mean, look at Kansas city, cyber, you know, Kansas city, transportation and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Manufacturing where where it matters to be central. Well, ag tech. And yeah. So Kansas city, (laughs) if if you want to do anything in transportation, agricultural, medical software, and there's several different categories where Kansas city would be a hell of a great home. That's right. There's so much talent. Transportation. Nobody thinks about that about Kansas City, but that was one of the strategic advantages of In Solutions here in Kansas City. Yeah, we had fifty people that traveled every single week. They were a two or three hour plane ride from anywhere we wanted to go. Well,
0: right. And airlines were like that for a while, and they and then we didn't ever build a new airport, and they all went to St. Louis. My mom used to work for TWA, and there was a lot of just that central hub, mm-hmm. you know. And that, like I said, they really did go from Kansas City to St. Louis just
2: for. But we're home the to yeah. you know multiple railroads, yep. lots of companies that do. Like, you know, YRC yellow. Just and trucking, and just trucking, general logistics, stuff. all yeah. sorts of stuff. There's a lot of natural assets yeah. in these areas. And it's like you said, if if you're a company in one of those industries, this is the place to be.
1: So I'll give you good, I'll give you a really good example of a portfolio company that we had that uh, was acquired last year is a company based out of Champaign, Illinois, called Agrable. It was founded by some of the leading agronomists and leading atmospheric scientists rolling out at the University of Illinois. So if you take a look at Champaign, huge ag center, right? You've got you know uh, companies like John Deere located there, Archer Daniels Midland, some of the very large agricultural yeah. companies that are based there. Incredible domain expertise. So they built the company up over uh, over several year time period, and they were acquired by Nutrien, which was a combination of pad, uh, potash and agrium. So they're one of the large, large agricultural uh, players that are out there. But it's just a good example of leveraging that, those natural assets of where they're located.
0: Matt, I have a challenge for you. Okay. Are you up to it? I'm ready. Let's go. I have 1000 supreme dollars here, if you can correctly spell agronomist. <laughs> and I don't know how to spell it either, so I hope that does.
2: A-G-R-N-O-M-I-S-T. Pretty positive that's wrong. That is. Okay pretty positively wrong all okay. right close
1: yeah <laughs> better luck next time auto
0: correct we'll take care of yes. it. yes sorry i think I'm we missed a no in there I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna place this back on, <laughs> on my stack of venture capital which if you want to hear it oh yeah that's some powerful two, dollars I mean, this, this right is there. not worth much outside of the studio i'm not sure. like the
2: belarusian rubles you gave me
0: yeah well i we we can trade <laughs> <laughs> These might actually be of better value. So, well, better luck next time on the spelling challenge. All right. So, agronomist. I don't even,
2: know. I'm not even going to try. So, I think one thing we should talk about we um, talked about a lot about VC. So, what if somebody decides, like, oh, okay, so maybe VC isn't for me? Maybe I'm not that company. What other options do they have for raising capital? Yeah, I, I,
1: it's uh, it kind of depends on the area that you're operating in, right? But 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 I I always fall back to you have to find people, institutions, financing sources that are interested in what you're doing. That are right? passionate about. That what are you passionate do. about what you do, and that's definitely that true for know angel investors. about what you do, right? Because those are the people that you know. Ultimately, you know all of this, all raising money, raising capital, it is about relationships. It's about connecting with the person across the table. You know, uh, there's so much focus now on, Oh, I get the right pitch deck together. You know, and you know, one of the things that always, you know, that I typically tell people is don't forget about your own story, right? Don't forget about telling us like why you actually got into this and why is that? Why, you know, why do we, why do we want that? Because we want to connect. Like we want to know where the connections are. And when you tell those personal stories and kind of the passion, kind of uncover the passion behind it. Yeah, yeah then it's, you know, that, that pulls people in. And I'd hey, say well, that that's going to be it, the same no matter whether you're raising venture capital or whether you're raising for the coffee shop on the corner.
0: It keeps you moving when times are tough too. If you're passionate, you're able to get through it. Like, I, you know, you get a lot of people that, I've had a lot of people ask me, oh, hey, I want to start a business. Are you passionate about this? And yeah. they're like, well, kind of. I'm like, well, then don't do it. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Because it's going to be tough and you'll probably quit if you're not passionate about it. But if you're passionate about it, it's a lot easier to get through I mean, do you agree, Matt? I yeah, mean, absolutely.
2: Like, I mean, this is my uh, not my first time at this, and you still wake up, you know, every week or really every so month. T- and you're the t- like the two
0: a. Wake yeah, a.m. wake up. Yeah, am I doing? Am I crazy? Am I going broke? And <laughs> is every decision I've made up yeah. until now wrong?
1: And yeah, I, I had you know when I was when I was running when I was running my company. I always tell people I say, you know, the, the, like in one day, usually within one hour, there was one moment where I'd say, "Oh my God, we are onto this. It is so big. This is going to be huge." And usually within the next hour, I'm like, oh, my God, we're so screwed. We're so out of business. And And that's the ups and downs that you get
0: We've spent a lot of time talking about that. And that's something that it's not for everyone, man. It's Mm -hmm. not. I mean, some people are going to get chewed up by that emotional roller coaster, the stress, the anxiety. And, you know, we've even had an episode about founder's depression because it's just like, well, first off, we think you got to be a little bit nutty to do some of this stuff, but it's, it's that roller coaster.
1: I, I, you know, I also, I, I think one of the things we've, we, we've skipped over is, you know, the, the other financing option bootstrap. Yeah. Yeah. Like get in, get, get profitable from dollar one. Right. I know it's, you know, it's tough, you know, it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, you know what, if you don't have to go raise capital from an outside, you know, outside, you know, entity
2: don't do it like go the, and go do that the, the key though there's a certain type of businesses that could never do that that's right right no, you're i right. mean if you're uber like it would have been hard to do that you, you, you can't, can't scale, scale fast you enough. can't scale right there's if you're but Uber's like
1: the, the ultimate yeah. example of venture backed yeah if you're a <laughs> you know, profile company bird
2: or lime and you need to go buy a hundred thousand scooters and drop them in a city on every corner like It's going to take a lot of capital to do that. Like there are certain things that require a lot of capital. And why is that?
1: It's for high growth, right? Mm -hmm. They have to have high growth to actually even be able to survive and to thrive. And so, you know, that's why you got to go. You go raise. Yeah, companies
2: like Uber, Uber that have probably never made a profit. And I can't imagine what their legal bills are. and who knows if they ever will make a profit right but i told
0: you my friend jason's a a consultant that does like security and stuff like that and he has like an expert witness and he's worked for uber to go in and like testify in court related to uber drivers that have killed people just like goofy stuff like you talk about just like and, and like you mentioned bird like okay so 10 years ago i had one of those scooters long before and like dude they're not for everyone, man. I can only imagine how many people have like broken arms, oh yeah, legs,
2: property, stuff, you know, and like. Let's I mean, let yeah. drunk people use them with no helmets.
0: Yeah, right. Right. I mean, that's also not good. <laughs> so let's let, let's do a little public. You know what, Matt? I'm I'm gonna because you are a good sport. I'm gonna roll this back on your yawn counter. Oh, okay. You've done really well this episode. This is going back to zero.
2: He's I know He's you
0: rallied. I know. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Um, so with that, I think that we should also, you know, you, Dad, you mentioned something before I hit record. And it was that, you know, hey, give advice about this stuff. Like there's a zillion different kinds of it. And it's, you know, it's everywhere. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But there are some things that are probably pretty clear do's and don'ts mm-hmm. when approaching a company like yours. And if you guys want to check out uh, Flyover Capital, you can go to flyovercapital.com. And see some of the partner companies that they've worked with, or you know, contact them if you want. Um, but there's got to be—I can only imagine. All right. So, for example, for me, if someone gives me a business plan for their new .com and they want me to email them at Yahoo, oh, it's like a red flag for me. It's just like <laughs> a weird little thing that would I would notice that would make me think like you want you want all this participation in a .com but you can't even create an email address at it it would just kind of, you know like there's little weird things like that what are some things that what are some things that will get your attention and some things that'll make you just yell next
1: yeah i think there's i mean there's some of the you know some of it is before you know how do you even reach out and contact you know the v, you know the vc firm for example and then there are other things Uh, once you get into the conversation. So when you say how, you know, all right. So there's a lot of VC and other
0: type of companies. Some of the sites don't even have a way for you to contact them.
1: Yeah. So, and that's probably intentional in some cases because the quantity is incredibly overwhelming. I mean, and again, I've been on both sides of this, right. Having raised venture capital and then also, you know, deploying venture capital, you know, from a firm standpoint, you know, we've looked at over 1500 deals, um, and they come in fast and furious, and so there is a quantity you know thing that 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 we have to deal with, so therefore you know one of the dos is do your absolute number one do your research on the firms that you're reaching out to. And understand, are you a fit for them? And importantly, are they a fit for you? Like, depending on, you know, based on stage, based on kind of what the firm invests in. You know, don't waste, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste the firm's time.
0: Well, and some of them are really specific. They're like, we invest in agricultural technology. So that's not a good place for Stackify to or, or Giga book or companies like that, right. we were clearly not agricultural technology.
1: You would be amazed at how many inquiries inquiries we get from companies that are based in Silicon Valley or the Northeast corridor. And we clearly yeah. say we don't invest in those areas. Um, so that that's one thing. The other thing is it, find a warm lead in. So, you know, very rarely are you going to get in kind of through just a cold email into an investment firm, a venture capital firm. And get that call back. We do our best because our purpose statement, again, is how do we create this next generation of technology success stories in the region? We intentionally don't put that we invest in on the end of it. So we do try and do our best to help as much as possible, even if we don't take a meeting, even if we don't um, you know, end up investing in the company. We, do, we ultimately want more success stories, whether we invest in them or not. Um, but again, the best way in to a venture firm, you know, for intros is get, get a warm intro.
2: Well, and that was my point earlier about if you're in Silicon Valley, everybody has a buddy or a friend that one of these places that are nearby. If you know a lot of other SaaS founders or, you know, whatever,
0: the power of recommendation in general is, is powerful. You know, like saying, if it's someone you respect or someone that you think highly of, or someone that you know, isn't going to bullshit you as well. Like, Hey, take a look at this, you know, and that's, that's, might be as far as it goes, but I mean, is that what you mean by a warm intro? Just like, yeah,
1: at the end of the day, time is our most valuable resource. I mean, everyone's, I mean, for the startup founders and we try and be super cognizant of that, you know, as well, but also our, you know, our time as well. And so you want to make sure that you're maximizing your own time. And the best way to do that is to get, you know, find an intro in, figure out if it's a good fit and if it's a good use of time and then, and then go for it, you know?
0: What are a couple more things that'll, that, that you think a venture capital firm will see and just immediately, like, on to next? Like, I mean, I, I think one of the things that's really important that you mentioned at the very beginning is not stating what you're going to do with the money. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't, like, hey, we need it. For what? Stuff. You know, like, what's your plan? Um, you know, like I mean, Matt, you've you've been an investor in several different things. You're very very versed in this area. Like, what are some of the things that, what are some things that'll
2: immediately make you throw it out? Well, I think as an angel investor, uh, one of the things that Thad mentioned we talked about before is being passionate in whatever the problem is. I mean, Mm -hmm. if somebody comes to me and they have something about farming tech i'm probably not very interested like it's just not very passionate to me is that just because you don't know anything about i it? don't know anything about it like yeah. people come to me and they want me to invest in real estate and i'm like nope not a real estate investor right. but not my thing not passionate about it um it's about what you're familiar with and interested in is and maybe where you any... can help
0: move the needle on. yeah it? like yeah. i can't
2: help you with how to develop <laughs> apartments
0: no idea. Well, and I think mixtape's a good example of moving the needle. Have you played mixtape before? Because I'm going to invent a card say today. that I have. Oh, so mixtape is a party game, and Full skill owns part of this. We were investors in it. MixtapeTheGame.com. So we normally would pull a card, and I'll read a scenario, and we will all name the song oh that would gosh. identify best with that. But I'm so I, now. Technically, the card I pulled says the best relationship makeup song, but I'm we're not going to play that. I'm going to say that the card would say the best song to listen to while submitting applications for venture capital. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with all about the Benjamins. <laughs> this should be an easy, you should not draw a blank on this. There are too many songs. Oh my God. So yeah. And you know what I'm talking about, you know, with Puff Daddy, Biggie Smalls. Yes. I, and I left probably some of the more obvious ones out there. Wow. Man, you guys. So and while you guys think about that, you you want to talk about, we were talking about moving the needle. I'm buying time for my guests here. <laughs> I might win by default. And if you guys can't come up with a freaking song about money to mention here, I'll play for you. But I'm going to take the win and I'm going to fire the money gun. So... But no, you talk about being able to move the needle. So like mixtape is a game that's related to music. I worked in the music industry for eight years. I have a book coming out. It, by the way, July 30th is the actual launch date. Oh, book number three. Nice. The Real Guy, a Successful Music Career. It's like there's a copy of it right there. But um, for those of you that are listening to see. Um, but, you know, with that. You know, there's a lot of interesting people that are in this book, like members of Dave Matthews Band an American Idol winner, five time Grammy Award winners. And, you know, I know people that worked at Yamaha and Roland. I could move the needle for this. And I also get it because I worked in the industry for so long. And it made a lot of sense to me when Joel Johnson pitched this to us. I was like, dude, I get it. I was like, why doesn't this have an app? And he's like, well, now you know why I'm here, dude. (laughs) So, but that, I think that's kind of like you said, like with ag tech, like what would I do for you? I don't, I don't know anybody that's in ag tech. I don't have a strong ag. I don't have a farm. I am not an agronomist.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, I think one of the, one of the other things that we look for is, you know, have a, have a plan, right. Yeah. And come, come with a confident plan. So, you know, when you start engaging in conversation with, with someone, it's pretty clear when you ask, uh, you know, everybody has the surface level pitch. But then once you start asking the the questions a little bit more below the surface, you know, have that, you know, have the knowledge of the space that you're operating in. You know, who was the competitive landscape? I mean, a lot of the basic stuff. But really, at the end of the day, we want to know why are you the team that can actually go win in this space? Not compete, not start a business in the space. But how can you be the one that goes and wins? And part of that is just having confidence in the plan, understanding, you know what, at this space, at the early stage, plans change all the time. And what is, your right. con-
0: what is the confidence that you guys have in your plan to co- finish, finish competing at Mixtape?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to play for all you guys. Should I just do it?
2: <laughs> okay, sure.
0: You're going with Money by Pink Floyd. That's the one that was in my head. And, uh, now I can see, now I got a blank for that. I'm going to give fad <laughs> money by Pink Floyd. I'm going to let you not come up with an answer. You, lots and blanks. Can I just go tape. with
2: "Fu" by CeeLo Green? Yeah, sure. That's okay. the
0: hack. We've learned that mixtape has a hack and that will, and that would be I,
2: I was actually thinking of
0: some. By the way, that would be very applicable. To I was thinking blind. of
2: some like very depressing, sad song, because usually when you're chasing VC money, there's a certain amount of that. Oh, Heartache on, and misery.
0: And, Heartache or, or and misery. Any song about rejection. Yeah. About and but, but and let's kind of finish up this episode by talking about that. So look, um, you're gonna get rejected a lot. You could have the greatest company, the greatest model in the world. You're still gonna get rejected. You're gonna hear it's too early. Um, we wanna see you have more traction, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes that's probably just a polite way of saying no. Mm. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, and that, that's why raising money's hard. It's like, uh, I, I, I feel like raising capital is probably similar to like salary arbitration in sports. Like they're going to, they want you to, they want to tell you all the reasons that you're not worth the higher price, but not so many that it destroys your confidence in performing at an elite level. I don't know, in some ways, but you, it's just like, it's, it's there's a lot of rejection involved. You're going to have, they're going to, you're going to have people that aren't even going to reply. They're going to people that are going to tell you, no, you
2: had, you had one bad month. We need a few more months to see how you do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Look, I, you know, (laughs) it's definitely, it's the hardest part. It's the hardest, you know, in, in, in our seat as well. So like I said, I mean, we've looked at over 1500 deals. We've made 16 investments. That's
0: what I was going to ask next. It's a lot of no's You said 16 out of how many?
1: Uh, 1,500 we've seen. And that's that
0: over. you actually looked at or that's like... Looked the, at
1: to varying degrees, you know. So
0: that's the, not even the ones that were submitted. Those mm-hmm. are the ones you actually paid attention to. That we at to. least
1: opened up and took a right. look at, yes. Right,
0: So out... And I'm curious, and I know there's no... You don't have these numbers, but how many were there that you didn't look at?
1: Because I would think that would be like another 90%. Yeah, I don't have those numbers, but... is um, that
0: I mean, is it something... Is it like Yeah, I'd lot? say...
1: You, you know what, though? I mean, I, I think we, we tend to look at... A lot of the things that come in so i'd say right. that's probably a lower percentage for us i was
0: gonna to me, guess actually. one in a hundred like that was gonna yeah. i was gonna say that i felt like you have like a
1: one percent
2: chance imagine you get a lot of emails and you read the uh the headline you're like i eh, no. that right. could
0: probably be a don't you know like think about how you you're presenting yourself like um investment opportunity for the right investment person is not a good subject line you know or like get to the point i think it's another thing too that i've told people that are raising capital like get to the point because you said time's your greatest commodity oh watson you're back (laughs) i'm set you actually are going back now i'm retracting you're back to three fine it's okay and you can't spell agronomist so i'm not even sure what we're trying to do here anymore so who won mixtape i did by default okay yeah and i'm here
2: am i getting funded Oh, man, those are real dollars. Yeah. Oh, ones. Well, we had a hundred the other day.
0: Yeah, we did. I'm afraid of what this money is going to do to me. It's going (laughs) to change me. I don't have a plan for spending all this, this that.
1: Well, that's at least tens of dollars. I don't know. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. This is, this is, this is
0: not, yeah, congratulations. You've got $37 and a bunch of worthless Supreme fake money that says, luck, you pay me on it. (laughs) Um, Well, Thad, thank you for coming in. I appreciate your time. For those of you listening, check us out on Instagram at at Startup Hustle Podcast. Check out our business at fullscale.io. Um, we got a lot of content out there uh, to do good stuff, you know, to try to help you. Look back through the old episodes. We actually did a, a I think episode three or maybe even two was called Getting Funded Sucks. Um, there's some reality there. You're rich, dude. I am. Wait, that's mine. You didn't win. God, this is not going to get me far. My burn rate
1: this is not (laughs) much of a not much of a (laughs) runway if you
0: guys want to check out flyover capital uh go to flyovercapital.com um you can see some of the stuff they do you guys have a very informative website it talks about your approach some of the other companies that that are in there um and if you're seeking trying to do this yourself you guys get you just got to keep on keeping on you know like persistence is key yeah and and also remember like there is there is an element of sales here like you got to keep following up don't just think that people are going to show up and drop giant checks on your lap? so anything to say on the way out guys
2: uh i'm looking for a giant check on my lap yeah it's actually under your chair (laughs) this is like oprah you
0: get a check yeah and i'll see you guys next time